4: Hello and welcome to the Nile or 9 podcast, it is week 5 of our lockdown uh, chats on the podcast, it's myself, 9 or 9 and Andrea Cleary on the line.
2: Hey, how's it going? How are week ya? 5.
4: Um, we have have uh, a couple of uh, little drinks beside us yeah. and keep us company this time.
2: Yes, clink. You can hear some Cheers. tinkling of some
4: ice, that is a, a, a nice cocktail we've made for ourselves. Um, well, you've made a nice cocktail for yourself. Well, my
2: ice is all melted because I had uh, technical difficulties for about 15 minutes there. So, Well,
4: that was the first time we've had technical difficulties since yeah. we started recording remotely, so we're doing pretty well. We're doing good. Um, yeah, so on this podcast, we're going to be talking about the uh, much already lauded and discussed album from Fiona Apple, Fetch the Bolt Cutters. Uh, a lot of talk about that since it was released last Friday, we'll be delving into that. Why it's important, why people are talking about it. Um, there's a bit of background into the album, and also, is it any good? And we'll also be talking about new tracks from a couple of Irish artists like C Matt and a 14 year old called Patricia Lauder. Very interesting. Uh, We've got Jamie XX and Bishop Nehru as well. But first, To start with the big news of the week and the inevitable, really, what we knew was coming. Um, So this is the announcement uh, this week that all summer concerts, events and mass gatherings of 5,000 people or more are now banned until September under Irish government guidelines. Um, This was pretty much inevitable and kind of we were in this kind of holding pattern. Festivals and promoters were in this holding pattern to figure out what they were able to do and how they were going to do it. Uh, for the last while but then finally because uh, licensing over 5,000 people requires uh, a special license basically that large-scale events that require the involvement of the HSE and uh, Garda Sea Akana, and the government finally actually put that out there saying that uh, you can no longer put those uh, large-scale events on I don't think this is a big surprise for anyone uh, anyone who was hoping for uh, to go to a summer festival this year I mean, I think, I think it shows we're very optimistic people that we want something like this to happen. We know we want to look forward to something. But the restrictions are already in place for gatherings of small amounts of people in shops and restaurants and all that kind of stuff at the moment. Yeah. But I guess, you know, I think from my perspective, what, what was happening here was that, you know, not only were we flattening the curve, we're flattering the uh, social distancing numbers as well in terms of like... You start. You stop. Small people. Small gatherings of people. You smart. You stop. Large gatherings of people. So you have to do all of that. And eventually, I think, what has happened, what will happen in future, is that basically, what has happened is that the festivals such as uh, Longitude and Body and Soul and Sea Sessions and Independence and another love story. Well, actually, not another love story yet, but we we'll get to that. Um, all together now kaleidoscope the family festival body and soul all those festivals in the now can no longer go ahead because of these restrictions that likely in practical terms for them means that they may have some leeway in terms of insurance and uh, because if they're if it's a force majeure or whatever some governmental guidelines that means that the festival can't go ahead then it may be in their insurance that's up to the individual insurance of the festivals mm. but um so yeah, over five thousand people. That so a lot of I I did the most depressing thing I've ever possibly done on the on the website today, and that's to put together a roundup of all of the cancellation statements from all the various festivals in Ireland. Um, but Dennis Desmond from MCD also told the Irish Times yesterday it was only a matter of time. It's the right thing to do. We've been expecting it. Germany and Denmark have announced these restrictions last week. It's only a matter of time before the UK announces it too. Everybody needs to be on the same page. American acts would find it difficult to come to Europe. They would not just be dependent on shows in Ireland and the UK. They would have to have shows in Europe too. It wouldn't be financially viable for them to come in and play just a few shows. So we're, what we're basically looking at is that any big, large-scale concerts will be pushed out to 2021. Now, I guess the other question about this is that a lot of people are like, oh, what about the gigs in the Ivy Gardens and uh, Trinity Summer Series and all these kind of smaller festivals? Yeah, let's be honest none of those are going to happen they're just not going to happen there's no way there's no way that we unless we have a vaccine that uh these events of any kind even like we have a couple of gigs lined up for september and i'm fully expecting them not to be able to happen now um by the time this all comes back the only canard or um in, in all this is the electric picnic is uh lined up to take place after these restrictions are lifted but the way things are going, there's no way they're going to be able to go ahead. I've already heard uh, privately that, you know, ElectroPycnic is not going to go ahead this year, that they're actually rebooking all the headliners for 2021 already. So there's just no chance, I think, of that happening. I can't see it happening. Um, so this is just the inevitable um, worst summer ever uh, coming to fruition. Um, so we will have, we have nothing to look forward to this summer. No. I'm gonna blame I'm gonna blame you, Andrea, because you wanted to go to festivals this year. Now look what you've done.
2: <laughs> I know. I know. And look, it's it's I've I've seen a few people kind of tweeting at this same opinion, but it's like no matter how much you know that it's coming, um, when the government announces that summer is cancelled, it's going to feel shit. Um it's obviously, you know, a it's first and foremost, it's people's livelihoods, like it's people's jobs um more more so than you know you and I needing to switch off for a weekend, which is also important, but you know bookers performers organizers uh the the you know the grassroots people that make these weekends what they are um even you know like the food stalls everything um the all of their their summers have just been completely upended and it's really really sad. Um it's also really sad for us punters who want to go and like I've really enjoyed. I've been to the Trinity Summer Series every year since it started. Um I the Ivy Gardens gigs are like my favorite Irish outdoor gigs that go on. I've been to like a big outdoor gig every year for as long as I can remember. Um so it's yeah it's just it just stings a little bit it's yeah this week's been there's been a lot of toughness this week and I think this has just been like the cherry on top of a really shit COVID-19 week (laughs) um and I think for a lot of different reasons it's sort of hitting people a lot differently but I mean I guess we can just think about how amazing next year is gonna be
4: yeah, that's pretty much all we can hope for. Yeah, that's all we can think about really is next year. Like this year is essentially cancelled. <laughs> There's no other reason to think otherwise unless uh, uh, some sort of vaccine appears from nowhere. Um, We're not going to be lucky enough to get that. So uh, I just don't see it happening. So, yeah, Um, this is the inevitable. Um, in a way, you know, I know that some other countries are doing things differently, but um, it is the right thing to do. I wouldn't change it. it. I wouldn't change it for most.
2: anything. You know, it's it's one, like it stings, but it is absolutely the right thing to do. It's hard, but, um, you know, like God, you know, the alternative is so much harder. So we're just going to have to keep socially distancing, being good little citizens and... Uh, like the the more we help that sorry not to sound like a not to sound like Simon Harris but like the more we do to kind of help this the quicker we're going to be able to return back to or enter our new normal so I suppose while it's sad I I think many most of us would be you know kind of furious if if these things were actually to go ahead you know it, it it wouldn't be the right call so we're we're doing the right thing doesn't make it easy you know
4: absolutely yeah um and that's really the major news from this week we haven't really there's been nothing else going on those just cancellations you know um and live streams cancellations and live streams that's our lives now um but we did a we did a cocktail class that was one nice thing didn't we <laughs> we
2: did yeah um our cocktail class a cocktail co- i'm drinking virtually. one of the cocktails that i learned i'm drinking a what is it a sun, sunrise
4: Sunrise something? yeah it? yeah
2: Just called sunrise. yeah, it's so. very nice. Um, and you also did a quiz.: Yeah, I did a
4: quiz, and uh, somebody here <laughs> actually nearly won it, which would have been very questionable. She flex she's flexing right it. now on video.
2: Uh, I threw it I threw it right at the end because I didn't want any um, formal investigation <laughs> into malpractice but yeah second place shout out to Lou Brew for um really holding her own in like the first four rounds or something oh she was my, like was unstoppable of like, ter- there 30
4: something questions she was on top for so
2: unbelievable yeah. unbelievable I think it was, it was the festivals round that she started losing in and then I started making my way up in because it's just news that we've been talking about for, yeah
4: like, exactly
2: on the podcast over the past year so um But yeah, that was really fun. I've done like three quizzes this week and I've also hosted a quiz this week, Ah. um, which is really, really fun yeah we're gonna so, do um,
4: it we do it again on the uh 3rd of may i believe it is it is the yeah yeah so every two weeks is currently what we're doing a quiz yeah. with uh every sunday so
2: i really um, so recommend it. it it's like it's it's really like from from my side of it it's really really fun the chat is lit like everyone's just shit talking each other in the chat it's it's great it's really really good fun i
4: thought it worked really well i was really happy with it so
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, good, so that was good.
4: good. And I got some... That,
2: that's my reason to be cheerful. I already I, I already
4: have... Oh, right, great. I are,
2: don't... I'm going to be honest, guys. I don't have any reasons to be cheerful this week apart from Niall's quiz. Okay. So let's go
4: with that. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well... I'm fine. It did It did <laughs> just, give me a lift as well. I mean, a sense of occasion is nice as well. Um, Like, I don't know if I... I think I've said it here, haven't I? That myself and my friends have started doing Dungeons & Dragons on... With... Where, over audio and, like, a website, Roll20, and it's just being gas because it's just totally different to anything else I've ever done. And it's the nerdiest thing I've ever been involved in, even more than anything music-related or web design-related, but it's just, like, it's gas; It's really good. And it's just, like, you know, the thing about Zoom calls is that you're always on, you're always active and talking to people, but the nice thing about Dungeons & Dragons is it's only audio, and then there's, like, a map, and you're looking at a map, and you're looking at your characters and stuff like that, so it's not as you know you can sit around your sweatpants kind of thing uh without having to look at this TV screen or uh, a uh, computer screen so that's kind of nice most of the time so so that's it so uh, i have a couple of reasons to be cheerful to make up for yours okay. then
2: um play the song I then i will okay do it <laughs> <laughs> to be cheerful Why don't you what, to bed? what don't you, you to be
1: cheerful Why don't you to bed? what don't you you to Why don't you Reasons to be cheerful. One, two,
4: three. So, my first reason to be cheerful this week is a song. Um, it's a cover, actually. I don't know if you saw any of the Global Citizen stuff over the weekend um, yeah. where thousands of, I don't know, hundreds of people, artists were performing. From their bedrooms on youtube uh for i don't even know how long it was on for i missed loads of it it was on i don't even know how long i was on for i feel like it was on for eight hours or something yeah but it was just like randomers like picture this we're on it uh, Lizzo was on it, Lady Brandomers Gaga. Randomers
2: like
3: picture this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I,
4: in a way it was a bit random because it was just like, what's going on? Yeah. And then it was very like, you know, when they're trying to get a lineup that like can appease everybody around the world. And then you've got like random people that you never heard of before. Yeah. Like playing songs, all very nice, yeah. but like, you know, fine. But Christine and the Queens was on it. um, I and. She didn't actually play this on it, I don't think, but uh, I did see this uh, yesterday and it made me feel quite good. So this is her doing a cover of uh, Travis Scott's Highest in the Room and it sounds like this.
0: I did not choose. on this Stay on the with the oh, 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 oh. Hope make it out of
4: it. So, yeah, that is Christine and the Queen's covering. Uh, she's been doing covers um, on Instagram and Twitter um, live from our gaff. And uh, it's just her. What's her gaff her,
2: like? Is it nice?
4: It's just, well, it just looks to be a spare room, like a white room, nice white, bright room. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, that's really good. And that was a really good cover. She did it. One of the best covers I've seen since this whole thing started, which has been nice. And then the other thing I, which I've gave me, you know, you need a bit of laughs now and then. And at the moment today, I was getting a lot of laughs off um, this guy on Twitter called F Jamie zero one three. Have you heard of him? Um
2: don't think so. Let me have a little I, searchy, I, I will, little searchy I search. Will,
4: I will send you the link now to his uh, Twitter page. Okay, and, send uh, it in WhatsApp so, there. So, or so, but, did you send it on Skype? I can send it on Skype, don't I, yes? Um, here we are. Um, so people ask him to do Photoshop, uh, like, you know, can you take this out of my photo or whatever? And uh, he just does something a bit odd and weird with it instead. Um,
2: I think I've seen something like that on Reddit before It'd be like him and his girlfriend At like the Cliff's a mower and it's like, oh, can you Photoshop out the guy beside me? And they'd Photoshop him out, but like a big dinosaur in or something. Yeah,
4: well, these are more like, you know, hey, could you make it look like my sister isn't holding her middle finger up? And there's a girl on a horse and she's holding her middle finger up. He removes her finger, but he puts it on her toe instead. Stuff like that. <laughs> um, or can you take the guy out in the background? And uh, <laughs> it's like him, a guy holding a a, a dog. And he photoshops the guy out of the background and then puts the dog in as if the dog sent it in. Um, <laughs> so it's stuff like that. It's just, they're very good photoshops. They're yeah. some of the best photoshops I've ever seen in terms of like this kind of stuff, these meme kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, very good. Um, okay. So I was, I was chuckling at that today. The, my favorite one. Yeah, that's the one I'm going to send it to you now. Um, that's my favorite one. Um, so that's <laughs> the doggy one. Um so yeah those little things like the last few weeks it's the little things that have been keeping me going um, in terms of uh, all that kind of stuff so uh, yeah I've been just memes allowing little things to brighten my day um, so that's been it um, so we will move on to uh, songs of the week this week uh, our first track is a song that was premiered on Another nine today it is from uh, CMAT and it's called Another Day Bye. Okay, that was C Mat. Song is called "Another Day." Uh, C Mat is Kira Mary Alice Thompson. Uh, you may recognize her. She was formerly in a band called Bad Sea. Um, a couple of years ago, I think they stopped doing it. Uh, this is her first solo project. Uh, first song from a solo project Uh, it is called another day kfc and says this song is about a breakdown that i had at a kfc a few years ago when my debit card got declined but it's really about getting dumped getting dumped is a specialist skill of mine and i really wanted to highlight the humor and joy that can be found when people are at their most pathetic now i know already from your twitter profile that you're a big fan of this song um you're you listen to it three thousand times today already it says
2: yeah, it's funny because um, so I've been watching C Mat's YouTube videos for like probably a couple of years. For as I mean, she I remember she posted. I came across her through kind of you know Irish Twitter or whatever, and um, she posted a video of her doing this song, just an acoustic version of it in like a yoga studio or at home or so something, just like a two camera thing. And I was just blown away by the lyricism in it, how funny it is, how kind of hitting it is. Like, it's just it's such a brilliant melody, such brilliant lyrics. Her voice is unbelievable. Um, And that was just her and the guitar, you know. So when I saw a couple of weeks ago that she'd recorded this and she was like actually going to release it, I couldn't wait. And it sounds how I wanted it to sound like the instrumentation that she's done with it. I think sounds unbelievable. Her voice sounds great. Um, Like there's a bit in that YouTube video where she goes, you know, this, uh, this part is where the saxophone solo will go and then it's there in the song. So it's just, I, I was so, so happy. It actually really lifted me today. I've listened to it so many times. I think it's brilliant. I think it's really, really brilliant. And she's great. She's such a kind of singular artist in ireland right now like she's just she is just flying her own flag like she's doing her own thing she's really pushing the kind of the country thing forward which i love um she is she she has another song on her youtube called um i want to be a cowboy baby which is based on the i want to be a cowboy baby vine meme (laughs) um and i cannot wait for her to record like because her songs they're so funny but they're also just completely heart shattering like they're it's like yeah we've all cried in KFC or equivalent like <laughs> well, you know i've cried in um i don't know sprout or somewhere that doesn't sell chicken but like it's yeah, but she she's so funny, but also so clever, just such brilliant turns of phrase like the honey, I just want to buy a house line in in another day. I'm just like, yeah, that that really captures something. Of now of being here in Ireland now, um, I think she's brilliant. I I don't know if there's an album coming. I hope to God there's an album coming. Yeah, I, I think it's. But, I um, think there's
4: something coming down the line anyway. So uh, definitely the start of a, a brand new thing and uh, very very. Yeah,
2: but I I really feel like she's like properly one to watch. Like I think I think she'll do real. Yeah, she's been
4: kind of uh, in the background a little bit, even though she's been very kind of well known or like. A little, in terms of like Irish, you know, Twitter community and all that kind of stuff and music community, like very well known in that way. So um, time is right. So why not? So that was CMAT. I It kind of reminds me of um, kind of indie stuff from 2005 as well which you know it's it's been long enough from that to uh propagate or to for me to forget the worst of it that uh, i really enjo- i really enjoyed sure, this yeah. um speaking of youtube uh we're going to stay with a youtube act um this is a 14 year old called patricia lawler and the song is called sleep talk
0: how do i look
4: Okay, that was a new discovery for me yesterday. A artist called Patricia Lawler, as I said. She's 14 years of age, which is crazy. Um, Where is
2: she from now? Uh,
4: Wexford, I think, Gauri. Oh, she's um, Irish, is she? Okay. Yeah, but what's noticeable about her as well is like, you know, she has already, like you were talking about CMAT doing covers on YouTube. Um, she already has like 121,000 subscribers on YouTube. Uh, 100,000 monthly listens for about three short EPs that she's done. Um, but more than that, I think the music stands up to um the you know, her age, like regardless of that, if it was somebody who was twenty four as opposed to fourteen, I think it would still stand up. And I sent you a couple of covers that she did done of a couple of songs that I know you like, Julie Jacqueline's Don't I How to Keep Loving You and Soccer Mommy's Your Dog were in there as well. So all on YouTube. Really just impressed with this. I think it it kind of reminds me a little bit of like Sorka Richardson and that kind of vibe. And uh, very, very good for a fourteen year old. Apparently she's been posting uh, covers on YouTube since she was eleven.
2: Yeah. And she's just, she's really kind of found her, like for someone so young, she's really found that that she's locked into that tone in her voice that is very much aligned with kind of Soccer Mommy. Even like the the Julia Dachlan cover that she did, she sounds like she is old enough to sing that song. Like she's singing it from the heart as if it is experience, you know, which is just unbelievable. Yeah, she's she's really, really good. Yeah.
4: So just impressed. I just thought I would conclude that this week because... Uh, I'll be honest it was a quiet week for individual songs they didn't have much to talk about but it's also nice to have something like that that's brand new and be like wow where did that come from so she has a PR company and a management and all that kind of stuff as well so I know she's very young so 14 I hope she takes it easy and, and takes her time with it but um, yeah all bodes well from on my end on that anyway so now for something completely different this is from Bishop Nehru and MF Doom this is called uh, Meathead
1: on the telemetry, old enough to be MC Although prefer the term rama Third trauma Slurred word drama, Dime my mama And make sure it stay tight It's only right On the daylight And the nightlife They bite Christ from Thunderbug the happy-go-lucky shit ask him do we really give a fuck shit tuck it uh, no ice bucket to suck it. yeah struck a nugget tuck when it. I die fuck it I guess I prefer me going to hell because Zerp is truly the same so the difference I'll never tell he's sending like it's the mail Captain Bish he said it's sail like sail like Microsoft th-
4: that was Bishop Nehru and MF Doom with a song called uh, Meathead that will be from a forthcoming album from Bishop Nehru 8th uh, of May actually called My District Guarded thoughts um it was delayed due to managerial disputes which you know hints at something something potentially interesting that we don't know more about but uh it was the whole album was produced by mf doom and uh, you can totally see hear that there how that would be the case and it's always nice the whole song actually starts with mf doom um before bishop name comes in so uh yeah, I really enjoyed this. Real old school early MF Doom vibes on it. Yeah, you picked this one, right? I
2: did. Yeah, I, I picked this because I was listening through some kind of um new new release playlist or something, and it came on, and I was like, "What Doom? Since when?" Uh, so I got really excited. And then I actually really like um, Bishop Nero's like verses on it. I think the two of them sound great together. Um, I know Doom is like a really big hero of his, so I I'm a, I'm a bit of a sucker for you know people collaborating with their heroes and kind of realizing those dreams like a chancellor rapper kanye kind of thing um oh yeah i think this sounds great i mean anything doom touches turns to gold and i suppose this is no different um i will definitely give the album a look when it comes out i think he's he's working with doom elsewhere on the album as well yeah i think the Um, whole thing is
4: produced by doom as well
2: so yeah so so, i mean i mean like anything produced by doom is kind of a safe bet uh this track has a really cool um music video as well um you know kind of staying with that doom obsessed with superheroes and villains vibe kind of thing which is really cute it's like a cartoon um yeah i just just thought this was great It, it was you know just kind of slow summer jam. Nice
4: vibes, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Um, They'd had an album together a few years back called Naruvian Doom. And uh, Bishop Neri says, Doom just kept telling me to stop overthinking things and that I needed to use my intuition more. He taught me how to really embody the music and feel it deep inside my stomach. So he is a mentor and a friend and a uh, collaborator. I feel, like, so that's I
2: feel nice. like if I had like 10 minutes with Doom, he could just sort my entire life out. Like he could just <laughs> Rapid
4: fire, ask him anything kind of thing.
2: Has anybody asked Doom to fix covid 19 because i feel like he might be the man for the job you know <laughs> is he's he still just so, he's just so good
4: is he still in london now do you know he still he was like i have no
2: idea he was locked I out of the usa
4: for visa issues and then he ended up in london for ages oh. and i don't know what happened with him after that um yeah but he pops up every now and again and here's another example of him popping up so i'm not sure yeah um but yeah, that is Bishop Nehru and MF Doom. The song is called Meathead. Our final track of the week this week is from Jamie XX, and it's called "I Don't Know," and it sounds like this. I like is jamie xx or as i like to call him jamie kiss kiss uh that is a song called i don't know i guess it's a bit of a weird one because i don't think anyone was expecting anything from jamie xx but he's been playing this and some of his peers like forte and ben ufo and bicep have been playing this track it's kind of it's not really indicative of maybe uh what any kind of full-length project i think this was put out to um promote or uh to raise money uh, in the time of covid and uh so the 12 inch uh proceeds go towards a charitable cause so it's very much a kind of a dj tool track probably than anything else it's nothing in common really with the uh, 2015 that's when in color came out the debut album wow I'm shocked by that
2: that's but yeah. so long ago oh my god oh
4: yeah Mad, isn't it? Um. So yeah, that was twenty fifteen. Um. But yeah, this is just kind of a weird DJ tool thing that he did. So I guess so. Uh, I wouldn't put too much stock in it. Um, being one that'll stick around, just uh, it's he's. I think for a lot of people who are paying attention to it, they'd been uh watch waiting to for this to be released. So, um, yeah, it's fine. It's a twisting, and turning thing. Um, it's a DJ tool. Really, it's not really a. It's a club. <laughs>
2: When you say Track. it's a DJ tool, what does that mean?
4: Like it's it's a song for a transition. It's not really a song okay. for, right. for itself. It's a song just for, you know, um, to play in a club, to get somewhere else or to move. But it's also 160 right. B- right. BPM. So uh, it's too fast to, to really like do anything with. Um, so okay. maybe it is just on its own. I don't know um but okay. that's it that is jamie xx with uh i don't know now it's time to talk about our album of the week um andrea just started uh smiling yeah um it is from fiona apple uh her fifth album first in how many years eight years? Mm. seven years
2: oh god now, it's called
4: that. fetch the bolt cutters we'll have a quick listen to one of the songs first in eight Should...
2: years sorry eight years. eight years yeah
4: this is Uh, One of the the second track from it, it's called Shamika, and this is a Fiona Apple.
3: Shamika said I had potential. Shamika said I had potential. Shamika said I had potential. Shamika said
4: I had potential. Okay, that was Fiona Apple. The song is called Shamika from her album Fetch the Bolt Cutters. Now there's been a lot of talk about this album in the last week. Much critical praise much fan praise um Andrea for anyone who doesn't isn't massively familiar with Fiona Apple can you give me a quick uh, intro into what who she is and where she came from and what she've been up to
2: sure yeah she is a uh, American singer-songwriter who released her first album back in 1996 it was called Tidal. Um, she kind of broke through with a song called criminal um which had a a, a kind of like a, a controversial video i suppose at the time um apparently the story goes that she was asked by her label to write a write a hit um and she wrote criminal in a half an hour it's one of the best songs of the 90s um and so yeah she broke through with tidal and then for her second album uh when the pawn uh, dot 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 because that album title has 90 words in it so we won't we won't go into it but um yeah she won I, was it like an m t v award I think for that um and she gave a kind of an infamous speech then uh during which she called out the music industry as being uh bullshit said you know it's i i i don't have the the quote to hand but so, uh, along the lines of you know it's it it's all bullshit you should stay away from it uh none of it's real um a little bit i i suppose i mean she she kind of came to prominence in a time when the music industry was a very 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 different place. Um, uh, I suppose it, it it was a different world for anybody breaking into the business back then, but especially for young women. Um, insofar as as well as it it was a business, um, and she has since the beginning kind of refused to fit into a mold. Um, even when she was kind of be, being produced by a studio, uh, she was still just so so herself and so much her own kind of um author. so since then she's released um she released uh extraordinary machine in 2005 uh, another excellent album uh the idler wheel is wiser in 2012 and then that brings us up to fetch the Bowl cutters um and she has been she's kind of been everything that a woman can be in the industry in that she has been labeled as a uh, difficult uh, feral is a word that's sometimes thrown around a better which is awful uh damaged or sometimes you know uh someone who turns their pain into art because i i think a lot of times women need that kind of clarification that one way or another pain needs to be um uh you know, inflicted on women by men, so that women can make good art. Um, I'll give a little bit of a content warning for listeners here. Um, when discussing Fiona Apple, um, it's hard not to mention her, uh, sexual assault as a young person and her um battle with an eating disorder. So maybe skip forward. Uh. 30 seconds if you don't want to hear anything about that but um she yeah she she struggled with anorexia for her whole life due to a um a sexual assault that occurred to her when she was young and those two uh events have kind of they've either been directly um addressed in her music or her music has always kind of uh, circulated around it it's definitely informed who she is as an artist who she, who she is as a feminist um in one way or another and so i suppose in a lot of ways we we've had many many late career albums from artists especially female artists uh, about you know themes of owning your own history of growth of getting to know yourself um and becoming comfortable with yourself but i guess with fetch the ball cutters i think one of the reasons why it is so praised by both fans and critics alike which is rarer than we think I think you know um is that I nothing I can remember in that kind of late career um vein has sounded as I suppose as brutal and as honest uh as this she's very much um I mean it's we 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 talk about artists being you know an individual so much that it kind of loses its meaning but this is this is a truly truly individual piece this this album um so yeah i guess that's that's a, a very very brief history of 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 fiona apple yeah
4: um i i'm i'm vaguely like i'm familiar enough with a lot of her music um but wasn't really familiar with a lot of her story until i read the new yorker profile recently by Eminem spam and uh what she says and that is actually that whole thing is worth a read for the background oh it's um, excellent yeah yeah it's very good profile um but she says at one point, when you tell people that you're planning to meet with Fiona Apple, they almost inevitably ask if she's okay. What okay means isn't necessarily obvious. Maybe it means healthy or happy. Maybe it means creating the volcanic and tender songs that she's been writing since she was a child. Or maybe it doesn't, if making music isn't what makes her happy. Maybe it means being unhappy, but in a way that is still fulfilling, still meaningful. That's the conundrum when someone's artistry is tied so fully to her vulnerability and the act of dwelling in and stirring up most of her painful emotions as a sort of destabilizing muse. Now, you're completely right there. It is the, you know, the huge contrast between now and the 90s when you her voice could not really break through in the same way. You know, there was industry machinations, there was producers, you know, uh, there was control in front of her. This album is much more, I would describe it as, it's kind of dizzying, it's constantly zigzagging and delightfully Free of convention, it's kind of has this, um, free value to it that um and a almost innocent quality to it, along with a brightness. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a morose album by any stretch of the imagination. It is defined by in musically in musical terms, uh, by you know, she's always been, always played piano and stuff like that, but uh, a lot of very hammered kind of militaristic percussion, a lot of tension in these songs and jazzy inflections. Um, but really, I mean, you, I'm sh- I would hope you agree, I think you agree, because it, it probably is, uh, you know, it feels impulsive and playful, but also thoughtful and Carefully constructed at the same time, and um, there's a good quote in that New York Pro- New Yorker profile about it from her bassist who played on the album Sebastian Steinberg, who said we played the way kids play or the way birds sing. So there's definitely that kind of quality to it, and you can hear that in even that song Shamika, which is about when a young girl, uh, when she was younger uh, a tough girl, told her that she had potential, um, and. Then there's a lot in that, but the, the lyrics mainly. What are we talking about here in terms of what she's addressing?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think her her lyrics kind of, or or the or the way she is speaking um, on the on this record kind of oscillates between things that are very poetic and things that are very conversational. One one thing, one kind of word that I keep coming back to when thinking about this album is wisdom. In that she she just sounds like she has. So much wisdom and that I, as a woman and as a person, have have so much to to kind of learn from her. I mean, you, you go back and listen to some of her earlier albums, you know, she where she used to sing about starving um, and hunger. She now sings about spreading like strawberries, flying like peas and beans. She's she's also kind of putting a voice to those really complicated relationships that women have with other women, Um, how often they're marred by men how enemies are made with kind of little say on 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 the part of a, a, either woman you know like the the relationship that you have with your boyfriend's ex-girlfriend or the relationship that you as the ex-girlfriend have with the new girlfriend it's not it's not either of your choice but you are kind of you know connected by this very strange string that 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 can sometimes go kind of toxic and i suppose he, here she is you know, she's she's anti-jealousy here. She's anti-misogynistic. And it's so utterly feminist in such a raw way in that she is inviting these women who have these strenuous, difficult relationships with each other to come together and have a conversation, you know, like newspaper and ladies and for her kind of address these relationships. And they feel... Honestly like she has sat me down on a couch and let me into some kind of secret it's like it feels like listening to some of the lyrics on this record feels like the first time I learned about slut shaming or the first time I ever learned that internalized misogyny is a thing or that misogyny between women is a thing like she's she's sitting you down and she's showing you who the real enemy is and in 2020 it it's so kind of you know it's 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 angering as a lot of like these topics can be but also it's kind of like i i didn't realize there was any more wool to be like pulled over my eyes you know um and and she's kind of she's she, she's showing that to us i suppose and then again you know she's been singing about pain and love since the beginnings of her career and and you know excellently so like she hasn't she hasn't made a bad album um, and, she, and she wrote title when she was 17 years old like which is just unbelievable but I think that like she she's also always sung about the way that she kind of turns herself over and over again into madness like there's always this sense that Fiona understands the emotions that we're not willing to admit that we have um, like she's writing just below the surface of the human experience and I think that's part of the reason why it's so hard to put your finger on Why her music makes you feel the way that it does, because you're not actually that aware or sorry, I should speak for myself here. But like there's there's times where I'm not aware that I feel a thing about a topic or I'm not aware that I have experienced a thing until I hear her say it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, actually, that's that's something that I have been thinking about below the surface for my entire life, but I've just never heard it said before um and that that happens on this album on more than one occasion for me and i think you know like i've with with the whole you know like this this album got a full 10 out of 10 on pitchfork which pitchfork is just one publication but like but it's it's the only album in the history of metacritic being online to have 100% you know scoring on it which is like these yeah, like these these things don't mean everything, but they don't mean nothing either, you know, like it's it means something. So I've been kind of thinking about what makes a an important album. And I think for me what it means is that they either need to say something new or say something in a new way. Um and I think this album does both. I think it starts conversations. It invites you to meditate, I suppose, on on ideas. It feels like she's just it's kind of the, the album isn't really a question or an answer. It's just, it's this statement that ends with the word discuss. Do you know, it's not, it's not finalized in any way. It's just, it's, it's opening, it's, it's tearing down the barriers, you know, fetch the bolt cutters. Like it's, it's tearing down any kind of barrier that is in between you and speaking about truth. Um, And it, it's mind blowing how she does it, you know,
4: there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of nuance in those, you talk about newspaper, for example, um, you know, exploring the nuance between uh, being a past, looking at a, a new relationship with someone who's possibly abusive with you, and examining that, and like she says, when I grew concerned when I saw him start to covet you, when I learned what he did, I felt close to you, in my own way, I fell in love with you, Um I watch him walk over, talk to you, be mean to you, and it makes me feel close to you. So it's kind of, yeah, it is like turning that, the idea on its head that, you know, women are pitted against each other as well. um, And the, even on Ladies, the next song, there's a dress in the closet, don't get rid of it. You look good in it. I didn't fit yeah. in in it. I was never mine. It belonged to the next, the ex-wife, another ex of mine. Um, And I think. That's like, that's
2: unbelievable. Like that 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 concept I've never heard before in music that idea of a a strengthening relationship between you and another woman who you don't know and it's just because you share this man um and whether that man is a boyfriend or whether that man is a abuser um I know she she wrote um some of this album in the aftermath of the Brett Kavanaugh kind of uh, trial that was going on in america, and it's it's very very much informed by me too and by just kind of it's it more than me too i suppose it's it's just kind of it's it's had enough, i suppose, but i mean Fiona Apple has had enough since nineteen ninety seven um and she's still finding new ways to kind of say that she's had enough,
4: yeah um yeah, and there's you know there's a very direct lyrics in that song for her about um rape and stuff as well which are you know quite jarring to hear uh, and especially when delivered in quite a um you know almost peppy tone yeah as well which you know there's a lot of that uh the other song under the table which really stands out to me and it's hard not to think you know to based on the New Yorker profile that you know I it's a about a controlling partner once again um keep me under the table all you want i won't shut up in that new yorker profile now i'm not saying this song's about him but she does say that when she was with paul thomas anderson the director at parties he'd hiss harsh words in her ear calling her a bad partner while behaving sweetly on the surface um and those kind of controlling behaviors are are explored here in in detail really and i think that 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 is really good that um that song under the table reminds me of you know like a really cringy scene in a in a really good like independent movie where you're just like or whatever like a known boneback film where they're all like all these people are fighting at a dinner table or there's just this awkward moment where somebody doesn't want to be quiet anymore or and it makes for explosive kind of dialogue and that's kind of yeah what you get from that song as well um
2: that song has my favorite lyric on the album which is i'd like to buy you a pair of pillow sold hiking boots to help you with your climb or rather to help the bodies that you step over along your route your route so they won't hurt like mine just just like that's it's almost a kind of a joanna joanna newsome sounding you know very highly poetic phrase from her you know yeah.
4: And there is a lot of that, like that playfulness in there, you know, that song Delay, the kind of repeating mantra is evil is a relay sport when the ones who's burned turns to pass the torch. Apparently she wrote that line when she was 15 um, so she has been hanging on for that since she's now 42. So, you know, I mean there's a there's a a lifetime of of wisdom, like you say, in these songs as well. Um, And then there's also like room for a song like "Drum Set," which you know, is kind of you know, it has its roots in something very real, but it's about this, like, pettiness um, that's about, you know, like, in the New York profile, again, it's basically, literally about her session drummer takes the drum kit to go and play a gig, and she's in the aftermath of her relationship with the writer, John Ames, and so, because the drum kit is gone from her house, she's like, everyone's leaving me, everyone hates me, and she wrote a song about it. <laughs> so, yeah. the drum set is gone, and the rug it, it was on, it's still here, is still here screaming at me you took it all away um, and it kind of it manages to walk that line between you know absurd and also very heartfelt as well so i think there's a lot of that here um so would i think
2: you- as well i mean the the production on the album is kind of its own its own world as well it's very different from the um you know the, you know piano driven um work that we've heard from uh, Fiona. Before, like, if you think back to the Idler Wheel, um, Hot, Hot Knife, the second last track from that record, I think it's the second last. Uh, is is a very kind of percussively driven track, um, and I think it's probably that would have been the sign that this this was to come. You know, these are very kind of work song rhythms, almost um, like skipping rope, playground chants throughout, playing on boxes of bones, and you know this percussive noise around the home I think there's a real there's a real domesticity to it which I love Uh, I think it kind of you know she's she's literally using what is lying around her house her dogs are credited uh, on it as you know barking or you know pulling their leads or shaking things uh, which is just fantastic but there's also you know her voice her scream her it's her small home world and I think it's kind of confounding how something so small and so domestic can sound so expansive and so furious and so self-reliant like it's like she's she's just letting these songs out of this fortress that she's built for herself like and and i i think it comes across as the the world in which she's making the album just feels like a place of safety for her and we're i guess allowed to maybe sit outside the window and he- hear what comes out whenever she decides to open the window. Um, if that makes sense, you know, it's just, you know, she's playing on boxes of bones of from her dead dog and just using percussive noises from around her home. It's, it just, it's, it's her feeling at her safest and at her most creative. She doesn't need, you know, the, the John Bryan, production anymore like you know she's she's just kind of stripping everything away but i guess usually when artists especially late in their career strip everything away it's them and their piano or it's them and but this is just you know it's it's so it's so loud it's so um there's a you know it's a, just a, so a, loud
4: yeah there's a single mindless to this that you know would have been maybe um smoothed out by a producer um and, you know, and then if it was a label exactly looking for a hit or something like that, or looking for a palatable, palatable song, um, there's none of that there. It's very uncompromising uncom- and it's all the better for it. Um, would you say this is the best song of or best album of her career?
2: I mean, it's, it's so hard to... It's hard to say because I guess... Every album that she's made has been so her, uh, it, it's been exactly what we've needed from her at the time. And this is no different. I think it's probably the most um, I, thematically accomplished work that she's done. Um, I mean, for for me, she changed music and she opened the door for women to make music in the way that they wanted to make in the 90s um and there are so many artists that owe her that and and they openly say that they owe that they owe her that like she was a complete pioneer for being this type of woman in the industry which are you know thankfully ten a penny now like we have we have so many women who are outspoken who are feminist who are uncompromising who are producing their own albums who are playing their own instruments who aren't you know being slaves to record labels anything like that so um i think what what she's done is is managed to still remain so vital and it's it's like she's opened all these doors to the point where we didn't even really know there were more doors left to open but there is and she's she's kicked this one down now and i think that there's just so many conversations that need to be had after this album. Um, it's really annoying that I can't get into a room with some of my female friends and just really, you know, dive into this. Um because there's just there's so much, there's so much feminism in it. There's so there's it's it's almost scholarly. Um, and it's it's kind of I, I, I think it's probably the most truly groundbreaking work that she's done. Um, but that's not to say that all of her other albums haven't been genius, um, but she's she's singular, you know, like she's um, she's completely she's an she is a legend uh, in like a true, true sense of the word. Um she's just continuously breaking down boundaries I feel like I'm about to be you know that Lady Gaga clip that's like amazing never been done before like astonishing <laughs> but I mean there there aren't enough words there like you you can't really overstate Fiona Apple as a impactful artist on the industry uh, especially as someone who uh, like isn't really a household name you know yeah. isn't a household name in terms of like I don't know, like, yeah, if your parents are cool, they'll know her, but or, or like they might remember the criminal video because it was controversial or whatever. But yeah, she's just continuing to break down boundaries. And I, I, I think it's, you know, the album of the year so far. Um, Certainly. Um, Sorry, the strokes.
4: <laughs> only, a w- only a week later.
2: <laughs> oh, bad timing on their part, you know. But um, yeah, and in in, in, in a, to answer your question, sorry, in in a lot of ways, I think it is her best work because it's probably it's the most un um unchained she's been, and it's I suppose proof that the more bearing and more space you give her, um, the more interesting she becomes.
4: Okay, I think that's fair enough to say. I think this will definitely be an album that will be at the top of many lists at the end of the year even though we're only in April and we are in the weirdest fucking year we could ever imagine. <laughs> okay, yeah. let's play a bit from newspaper, actually from Fiona Apple. I
3: a song when I saw start to covet you When I learned what he did, I felt close to you When my own way, I fell in love with you But he's made me a ghost to you I watch him let go of your hand I want to stand between you But it's not what I'm supposed to do and walk over, talk over you mean to you. And it makes me feel close to you It makes me feel close to you It makes me feel close to you It's not what it's supposed to do It makes me feel close to you I too wanted to make him proud of me And then I just wanted him to make amends It's a shame because you and I didn't get a witness. We're the only ones who know. We will curse the moment that he kissed us. From then on, it
4: was his big show. Okay, that was Fiona Apple, and the album is called Fetch the Bolt Colors. Definitely one that's going to be very at the top or very near the top of uh, a lot of people's list this year I mean, if uh if iPod.
2: anyone out there doesn't know where to start with fiona apple i've made a playlist um so we could maybe put that in the show notes um it's only it's only half an hour and it's got some some songs from this record so um if you want a kind of a chronological taste of what what her sound has kind of evolved from and to um check that out
4: very good we mm-hmm. will do that thank you very much so it's time Andrea, for me to ask you, uh, what's been consuming you this week? Since we all have a lot of time to consume things.
2: Um, okay, so I finished that Emily St. John Mandel book, The Glass Hotel. It's excellent. Uh, my cat is knocking at my door, so I'm very sorry if you can hear it banging on the on the mic. Um, that's excellent. It's very good. I won't say too much because I have written a review about it that will come out at some stage in the future. Um, I've started this book called Red, White, and Royal Blue. Right. And it's a book, I just, I saw a lot of chat about it because it's, I guess it's a bit gas. Like, I suppose, I don't, I don't read YA, like, uh, like at all. But it's about the, the prince of England called Henry and the son of the United States of America. And I can't remember what his name is. And I think they're going to fall in love um and have a bit <laughs> of a time together and it's actually fan just, fiction it, it honestly like the the language in it feels like fan fiction but it's also just really funny like it's it's gas like I'm reading it I suppose like you could say it's a book club just my myself and my friend Annalina um are making a kind of a a book list of like very light reads to get us through the pandemic. Um, And we saw a lot of people on Goodreads kind of talking about this. So we're reading it together. Um, So that's a bit gas. Yeah. And the other thing that I've been getting really into is the Moomins, which I didn't watch as a child. Um, And my housemate just was talking about the Moomins. And I was like, right, go on, show us an episode. And I am obsessed with the Moomins now. I look like a character in the movements. His name is uh, Snuf. Okay, Google him. Is it Snufkin? S-N-U-F-K-I-N. He's a little guy with a green hat.
4: <laughs> you do. Don't I? <laughs> a
2: little bit, yeah, yeah, a little bit. He's the coolest dude. He is so cool. I love him. I've put him as my WhatsApp profile picture. Um, like, he looks just like me. And I was blown away by that. But, um... Yeah, getting really into the Moomins. I now watch it instead of the news. Uh, so when nine o'clock comes around, we watch an episode of the Moomins before Ozark. And I have to say, my life is very much improved from doing that. Um, I think that's all I've been doing. Oh, no, sorry. I am I, doing a Parks and Recreation rewatch because it's been a tough week and I just needed... You, you know the way you have those shows that are just... You're, your safety shows like the U.S. Office, Parks and Recreation, uh, like Blackadder, just things you can just put on in the background and not have to think too much about. So, um, yeah, Parks and Rec as well. But that's that's it, I think.
4: Very good. Um, yeah, that's a nice thing to have. I think a lot of people were feeling, uh, that kind of, uh, feeling the isolation in the last week or so, based on conversations I've had with people. It just yeah, to be I, think so a lot of people I
2: think so too. I think I think this week's been a bit of a. See change in people's, you know, levels of anxiety have been a bit like, ooh god, like it's yeah.
4: So um, I I w- I haven't been watching anything that I haven't really mentioned other than uh, I finished Better Call Saul last night. The current season, um, it's very good, obviously. Um, but I have been watching uh, slowly, uh, in bits by bits, uh, El Camino, the Breaking Bad film. Um, yeah is that good see I heard it was terrible but I'm like I, I, I don't I know what people are expecting I mean maybe it's not brilliant in the end I don't know but it's kind of like it's a, it's more it feels like a check-in with Jesse Pinkman about what happened afterwards I don't I, I, I guess I understand like why it exists maybe it doesn't need to exist but at the same time when you when you watch an episode of Better Call Saul and you're not quite ready to go back to like, the entire six seasons whatever it is of breaking bad it's nice to have some of that kind of something in that world and like we talked about before the show is so sumptuous and so beautifully shot that even anything in that world is like worth watching um
2: and so. is uh is el camino kind of shot in in that is vince gilligan isn't it yeah it's, it's the, very much right? yeah is it that kind it's of it's the same vibe? style
4: it's the same style yeah okay. there's a lot of very signature uh shots and different things from a lot of the characters who you know coming back in um,
2: does uh, your man come back what's his name with the kind of floppy hair uh, the curly haired guy oh what's his name he's an idiot in Breaking Bad he one of his friends um, thinks yeah he thinks he can't get arrested if he first asks the guy if he's a cop oh, right. oh I can't remember his Not name I love him Badger so much. is it
4: Badger, Badger.
2: Yeah. yes Badger is yeah, he in it he is or did in he like die yeah, or no,
4: anything he's in it uh, he, he's it. in it oh good he,
2: yeah i hope he's
4: doing well i once met him in a venue in thomastown so there you go
2: what
4: <laughs> in Kilkenny. was he nice yeah nice guy he got up and sang with a uh, uh with my friend's band <laughs> that's great <laughs> who's, lis- who's oh, listening who funny. listens to this and uh replied to you last week Kieran? um so... Uh, oh, hi, Carol. Yeah, so uh, Badger That's got gas. up and played with the, with his band. <laughs> yeah, I think he was on a trip around Ireland and just happened to spend a lot of time in Thomastown. Um So there's that. The other thing I've been watching, like, um, uh, I was saying a few weeks ago, is that watching a lot of old films. So I ended up watching... Cary Grant and Ingrid Bergman in Notorious, which is another Hitchcock film from 1950. Oh, yes. It had a slow start, but uh, really gripping towards the end. Um, It does have a lot of that, like, you know, Cary Grant played a lot of questionable... 1946 is when it's from. He he played a lot of questionable, uh, you know, troublesome men who treat... Treat their women like really badly.
2: I know. That, I get. I get really sad thinking about what Cary Grant would be like in twenty twenty. Like, if we could just have a woke Cary Grant, that would make my life really happy. Like, you know?
4: there's a part in this where he like slaps Ingrid Bergman and basically knocks her out. Just like because she's drunk and he want and she's driving a car and he's like. just just stop
2: (laughs) just don't do that
4: just don't do that yeah so some of that hasn't dated well but the tension and stuff in the film has for sure um so that was the major thing um and then i just been listening to fiona apple and a lot of random playlists and have you gone
2: back and listened to uh older apple um uh, i listened to the
4: first album again to just uh, remind myself and and i'd like I kind of forgotten how many of the films I or many of the albums I'd uh, i was quite familiar with actually. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So um, yeah, so that's been good. And uh, yeah, I've been listening to a lot of new stuff for the website and stuff this week. So it's a lot of a lot of Irish artists releasing a lot of music at the moment, um, which means which is great. But it also means it's very hard to keep up with. Um, so uh, I've been trying to just keep up with those things. Um and that's really it. I haven't have anything nothing major other than that to uh to report about what I've been doing or watching. I did I will say and I mentioned it last week the broken records chat between uh Rick Rubin and Richard Russell from XL is brilliant and it's well worth I finally finished it yesterday and it's really, really good. Um just obviously somebody two people who very much respect each other, talking about process and recordings and uh, specifically talking about you know relating to older heritage artists like johnny cash and uh, gil scott heron and how yeah you know, allowing them to find their voice again in a studio um so that's there's very poignant parts to that as well so i would recommend that as a listen um so yeah that's majorly it from me this week and, yeah uh, yeah i'm so. gonna
2: check out that michael jordan thing
4: on oh Netflix yeah, yeah.
2: I don't know anything about basketball. I know he's like the best, so I'm gonna go well, learn about that, I think.
4: Most well known player, basketball player.
2: I mean, I know who he is. Ever. So probably. like he must be good. Um, so yeah, I'll watch that.
4: Do you know what I've never seen?
2: What? Space Jam.
4: Yeah, I've never seen yeah. Space Jam.
2: Yeah, so like you'll yeah, I mean, look, there's an R. Kelly song in it. I know that. <laughs> but you know i i only saw space jam for the first time i'd say three years ago and it's great fun it really is it's good fun it's weird like it's it's a very odd film like it's way more odd than you think it is it's i suppose it's like any kids film like Roger rabbit yeah it's kind of like any film that were that was out when like kind of we were kids in that like People were just making really weird shit for kids back then that they just aren't doing now. Um, but it it is great fun. Yeah, you should watch it this week.
4: Yeah, I think I will. I think I will. Absolutely. It is on Netflix, so I will watch it. Um.
2: Okay, that's it from us
4: this week. We will be back next week. Patreon.com forward slash nine oh nine. If you want to support us, there we are still getting new subscribers, especially in the last few weeks. So that's been really good. Thank you so much for that. Um in these uncertain times it's nice to have some support uh, from you guys. So we really appreciate it and thank you very much. And, and if, if it- anybody wants
2: to talk about Fiona Apple, feel free to tweet me because I'm 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 up for discussing it. So you should Talk set me. up
4: set up a zoom call for a zoom meeting room about a bit of owning a Fiona
2: Apple fan club yeah I should actually
4: <laughs> partly she likes to hang out on Tumblr as well she you
2: does yeah, yeah yeah she's cool yeah. she's cool like me
4: <laughs> okay um, we're going to finish with a song from a Dublin artist called Malachi who had a song out this week called Fair Play featuring Lucy McWilliams uh, on and vocals as well uh, this is a really lovely song and yeah uh, yeah that's it from us this week uh i'm not sure what we're going to be talking about this week but sure i say that every week yes that's, that's true yes. It. and it all works out well we'll
2: see okay
4: <laughs> all right andrea bye. good night and talk to you next week bye everybody love you
2: bye love
0: you bye <laughs> I've been drinking just way too much Thinking I adore ya Please will someone pass me a cup I'm about to pour ya And I don't wanna waste your time I've been running around in your mind I've been drinking way too much Drinking, drinking way too much
1: I can see you drinking too much Tipsy cause you sipping on your gold dutch Some call it rough but I just call it low touch Compliment you as a toes touch In a Reebok, hard fermenting as I rolled up Your knee sucks, your teardrops collect on the tear of your red top Love so deep, had me hitting bedrock The lead stops until I get my head on Liquid love on the rocks Cup of tea with some scotch, describe your day and your sucks. I'm addicted to you, a victim of my own plot depict a life I forgot I'm sick of righting my wrongs Illicit love is enough drink what was left in my cup symbolises when to give up somewhere when that is a lesson you can pick up I'm sick of being such a sucker for a kiss of your lips Atomic and gin the saga begins I wanna pretend condemned for my sins flipping predicaments sniffing in cigarettes kissing through a silhouette you'll soon forget the moon reflects the man you used to know chimed about her arm and went to rapid growth a midnight hope a dip-dye choker she sips a smoke Lips I provoke. We risk a moment below our noses. Trickle of roses and a pocket full of poems. Baby, drinking too much, yeah, I guess I've she been knows.
0: Just way too much. Thinking I adore you. Please, will someone pass me a cup? I'm about to pour And I don't want to waste your time. I've been running around. Staring at you for a while Smoking that smoke over there with a smile I don't know what it is But you got me in the zone I don't really want to get to know you But we can sell it for just us too. I've been drinking way too much Drinking, drinking way too much
1: As you see this story, we want you to think about questions questions such as, what is fair play? I can see you drinking too much.
0: Bailey, I can see you at them
1: Blatant when you take of but your names at Cupid. The daisies
0: don't define your
1: ladies' chew lips. Yeah, days don't define your ladies' chew Baby, I can see you drinking too much.
0: Bailey, I can see you at them Blatant when you take your names at Cupid.
1: But the daisies yeah, don't define your ladies' chew Yeah, daisies don't define your ladies' chew Baby, gospel. I can see you drinking too much.
0: Bailey, I can see you at
1: them Blatant when you take your names at Cupid. But I can see when you take a
0: Even
1: on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.